Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. One last game. Welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Elliot's producing today. If all goes according to Hoyle today, from Omaha, a live interview with University of Florida President Ben Sass. He'll be here in about uh, 10 minutes. He's a Nebraska native. He knows all about Omaha. Uh, and it's just going to be a sports interview. That's what this show is. I don't do politics. Just a sports interview <clears throat> with him. Our Juliana uh, Rickenbaugh is out there in Omaha. She'll give you a scene setter for game three tonight. And Florida has a new men's tennis coach. He will join us at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Well, you know, sometimes words are inadequate because this is what it's all about. Winner, take all, no tomorrow. Everybody, it, it's all hands on deck. It's amazing to me, and I, I'm sure it's like this in any other fan base, but you, know, you go on Twitter, you go social media, you know, boy, those, those ESPN guys are so pro-LSU, and, and you know, it, Florida struck out 20 times, and oh, doom and gloom, and now Florida could beat the Yankees. I'm just telling you, it, it doesn't, what matters now is what you do inning by inning, pitch by pitch. If you're worried about Caglione's start, don't. How good was Waldrop yesterday? Answer, he wasn't. What was the final score? The key to that entire game was Blake Purnell, who has been so little used coming out of the bullpen and getting a double play. That was huge. Huge. Set the tone. If, if LSU goes off there, no telling what happens in that game. So don't worry about if Cags goes one inning, the, the entire pitching staff is available. If you're LSU, I look, I don't know. I'm telling you what I would do. Skeens would not start tonight for me. Because again, you, you're this is it. I think Thatcher Hurd is a guy who could start. Cooper at the back of the bullpen has been really good for them. And I think this all goes according to score. If, if you throw Skeens out there and you start him, he's probably going to be on a pitch count. Has to be. So with that, you look at it 
and you say, okay, if he goes 60 pitches, let me just say that, and it's a nothing-nothing game, has his time been wasted? No, because he kept his team in the game. Or do you take a chance and start somebody else and then hopefully get a lead, and then you bring him in to shut it down? That's what makes the game so great. That's why it's fun when it comes down to this. As always, phone lines open, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Mark, read so many comments on social media saying this series should have ended with the Gator win yesterday. So yeah, the series would be over we Gator fans wouldn't be stressing over schemes or which CAG shows up at the mound tonight if Pearson doesn't make that unreal catch on Lankford's hit. However, when no one's talking about us, how unlucky LSU was in game one to hit three solo homers while leaving so many runners stranded the whole night, if maybe there were runners on base during just one or two of those shots, Pearson's catch wouldn't have had as much significance. In the end, as Sully said, it's all about timely hitting and pitching. Of course it is. Of course it is. And it gets magnified a thousand times, uh, you know, in, in, in a series, in a game like this. Steven says, was it bad sportsmanship for Josh to seal second base up 15-3? He doesn't think it was at all. Why not? I, if it's me, I know what I would have done if I'm a pitcher. The next one would have been in somebody's shirt. You just don't do that, in my opinion. Now, maybe there was a reason they did it. Maybe he missed a sign. I don't know. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, part of it is, you know, at what point in the game is it? If it's 15-3 if it's to three in the fourth inning, you still have a lot of game to play? Okay. But let me ask this question, Stephen. I'll flip it around. What if it happened to your team? Would you be saying it was bad sportsmanship? Because if you say no, I'm okay with that. But if you say yes, I'm not okay with it. Daryl, hello. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Steve, uh, I agree with all your comments at the top of the show there. You know, when Sully brought in Blake Purnell, I said, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? He really hadn't pitched a lot this year. He had a good outing in Jacksonville against FSU. But, you know, that double play, man, that was the turning point of the game. And, you know, Sully brought him in to just, you know, pitch – for the uh, LSU hit round balls. Well, he knows. I mean, look, you, you have to make pitches. You a, a coach or a manager can make the, quote, right move, unquote. But the pitcher, the player, has to you know, do his job. And Purnell, because of the sink he's got, he got him to get the top half of the ball, and he got the double play. And remember, yeah. sometimes his control wasn't there. You know, but he did his job, and that's what you need to win. Sometimes you got to have somebody who, you know, hasn't done a lot. Ficarota, you know, held. I mean, that that's good. That's what had to be done. Yeah, and like you say, I guess the million dollar question is tonight: What are they going to do with schemes? I mean, do you start him? Do you bring him in? It's going to be, I guess, a game time decision. We'll all be tuned in to see what goes on. Well, I, I'm going to try to replay what Kyle Peterson told me Friday because I point-blank asked him that, and he repeated it during the broadcast. You know, he said 
that's not just a conversation you have with, uh, you know, Skeens. I, I think there's parents, there's agents, you know, all that. Because again, we're talking that you know there's a lot of a lot of money involved here, and you don't want to ruin him for the draft. Right, and you know, also Steve, one of the statements you made kind of relieves my mind a little bit. You know, I've kind of worried about Tag starting that because Tag can be. Don't worry, there, there, there's nothing okay. to worry about here. Okay. Okay. Good. What happened to okay. Waldrop yesterday? He was shaking, but we won big. And when did they go out of the game? Uh, fourth inning, inning, right? Yep. If you'd have told me before that game Wallach was out of the game in the fourth inning, what would you have said? Uh, we're in trouble. Okay, what happened? Well, yeah. Okay. Now, you're not going <laughs> to score 20 runs every game. I get that. But you have everybody on deck here to pitch. So they'll be ready to go. Daryl, I appreciate Bye. you, man. Thank you for your Thanks. call. All right. Uh, for the first time, it is my pleasure to bring in University of Florida President Ben Sass to our program. Ben's a native Nebraskan, so he knows about this College World Series here. Ben, nice to talk to you, and welcome in. Great to talk to you. Thanks for the invite, and wish you could be in Omaha today. Oh, my gosh, me too. As one of the people who calls baseball games for Florida, it's killing me not to be there, but, you know, that's the way it is. Um, Obviously, being from Nebraska, did you follow this as a kid? Was this something you look forward to every year? Oh, my goodness. There is no better place on earth to be in the month of June than Omaha at the CWS. I'm 51. I think I've probably been to this tournament 40 times. Uh, this, is only, this is only the second time it counts as day job, though, so I feel pretty blessed. We're, yeah. having, a, we're having a blast out here. You know, when, when you look at what, you know, the old Rosenblatt and now here, and Omaha does such a great job with this, what do you think is the key to why this has been so successful? Yeah, it's a great question. So I, I think your listeners probably know this, given how much of a zealot and an evangelist you are for, for this tournament, but most NCAA contracts for national championships are let on a one- or a five-year basis, and Omaha has hosted this since 1950. So this is year 73 or 74 in a row. And so what happens is there is a fan base of baseball fans all over America who come here every year even if their team isn't in it. So, you know, Arkansas, I think, is, you know, currently fourth in the jello shot competition of the old market area of downtown Omaha. And Arkansas doesn't have a team in the tournament, but their fans just come every year because they've, they've built a tradition. It's like it's family reunion, old home week for people. And so it, it, also Nebraska's weather. I think Nebraska and Iowa have the greatest range in terms of sub-zero in January and 100 in July. June is like the last glorious month before it's too hot. So it's, it's a pretty special 10 or 11 days. Ben, your dad, I believe, was a football coach. Was sports important to you growing up? It was the second most important religion in our house, though, yeah. Uh, My dad, we were pretty poor, but my dad was a football coach, and he also refed basketball um, to little baseball and softball, did track, and did uh, volleyball for a while. All of my dad's social network were other coaches who also uh, refed and umped. And so every Friday, Saturday night at my house in the kitchen, it'd be six or eight or ten guys after their sporting events of that week gathering to kind of debrief. So the uh, the high church of, of sport is the second most important religion. But baseball's unique. I mean, you know it, but there's, there's just not a lot of sports 
where you fail as much as you fail in baseball and, and you get up and you dust yourselves off and you go again. I mean, you can fail 70% of the time at the plate and they still put you in the Hall of Fame. That requires a certain kind of grit among your, uh, the culture you build on a team. It's awesome. You know, one of the, since you've come to Florida, you, you get to play or you get to see the Gators play in a terrific new ballpark in Condren and, and watch the grit of, of Sully's team here. Uh, what do you think about and what do you see when you see this Gator baseball team play? Yeah, so first of all, I'm just naming Con- Gary Condren and all the other folks that invested to make that stadium possible. And we set two uh, state of Florida records in terms of attendance for an amateur uh, baseball event over the course of the last month. Scott Strickland, our AD, had a great vision for that park to not fill in the stands down the, the third base and first base line because on Tuesday nights you're never going to fill it. And on weekends, let's cram them in like you know, you're at Coney Island beach photos from the <laughs> 1920s. Uh, it, it is a really, really special venue. And Sully, obviously, I, I, I could be wrong. You'll, you'll have your facts better. I'm only at you know, day 138 in the job, I think. But I think in his 15 years with us, he's made the tournament every year. And this might be, what, seventh appearance in Omaha. I think part of what Coach has built is a culture of accountability. I mean, you look at something like him going to the mound too many times the other night and us having to pull our pitcher, and the next day he's joking about it, admitting you know a, a little mistake, um, but wearing a shirt that says, yeah, I can count to number two, three, four, five, six. Last night we could count to 24. Uh, but making a joke out of it, but acknowledging failure and figuring out how you're on a you know culture of perpetual improvement, I feel like the team has a lot of character, a lot of grit, and that obviously starts at the top. University of Florida President Ben Sass, our guest here on Sports Scene. He's been witnessing uh, the Gator baseball team at the College World Series in Omaha. Ben, when I hopefully get you here live in the studio, we'll expand upon this a little more. But obviously you look at the landscape of sports, and I don't want to say it's at a crossroads because there's a lot of great things about sports. But when you look at football, NIL, you know, coaches trying to get – Congress to get involved. You know, you're familiar with that, obviously. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? And do you think Congress should get involved in something like that? Yeah, you're. I'm not punting by saying we need to do the long version of it in the studio, but just acknowledging in advance anything I say here is going to be incomplete. So I think athletics is amazing in general, right? Because we're we're not just minds, we're bodies, and to get to do something as a team and a we and to succeed or fail as a group, it's life lessons forever. And so there's just so much character building. You obviously hear in that the son of a football coach, and I, I was a college athlete, and my, one of my kids is currently. And so we, we believe in sports, and amateur athletics is extraordinary. And yet, once you got this court ruling um, that it's constraint of trade for X or Y or Z reason, I think one of the most obvious pieces is us not us being college athletics, you know, leadership and administration, not having the freedom to force people to sit out a year when they transfer. Um, it, it undermines a lot of, and I'm not commenting on the merits of that, the restraint of trade element of what the court found, but it, it erodes a lot of what's special about sports if every year feels like popcorn, that people are back on the open market saying, what can I get paid to do this? That's not really the we team culture you're trying to build in college sports. So there's a lot that needs to be fixed. I'm, as you mentioned, um, pretty skeptical of the ability of the Congress to solve problems and move very fast. Um, but there, there are pieces that flow from the court rulings that led to NIL. Um, some of it is just the competitive dynamics that are inevitable once you unleash market forces um, on 
paying players, obviously not paid to play and not supposed to be an inducement or an enticement. Um, but once there's this much money for athletes to change teams every year, you got big problems. But I think the, the most fundamental threat to college athletics right now is this legislation in California um, that may essentially try to create, um, you know, unionized marketplaces, but without any of the benefits of the way labor relations work in professional sports. So I, I think we've got a lot of problems in front of us. I think California may celebrate um, the crisis in a hurry if they pass this legislation they're considering. But if that legislation doesn't pass, I, I would assume over three, four, five years, a lot of this shakes out in a way that will solve a bunch of these problems. But I'm with you that I don't think it's highly likely Congress is going to come in as a knight on a white horse and fix it all in six months. Well, for now, we're going to forget all about that, and we're going to focus on Game 3 tonight. Ben, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us live here. Enjoy Omaha, and let's see what the Gators can do tonight. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Steve. Look forward to getting to know you better. Go Me, Gators. Yep, thank you, Ben. That's University of Florida President Ben Sass joining us live from Omaha here on Sports Scene. 1219, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. For a long time now, I've been telling you about the Roadheaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. You know, a lot of organizations do great charity work. This is one of them because they take at-risk young boys from troubled backgrounds and troubled homes and really help to get their lives back together and they make them work for it too and you are a part of that if you have a vehicle you don't want or don't need simply donate it to the road heaver boys ranch your donation is tax deductible these kids take those vehicles fix them up get them ready to go and then resell them so again they're learning real life skills so if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind please consider a, consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Is Clear Sound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, Clear Sound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss, whether it's affecting you or a loved one. Don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clear Sound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor and you always have a glass half full perspective, but the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. Hmm. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward. And that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. 352-751-3200. Three two zero zero or guardingyournestag.com. Talon Private Wealth LLC investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Or a license number D 056341 
What is ClearSound Audiology and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Robertson back on the track. He's got it up against the wall. And the Gators are going to play for a national championship. The Tigers. They're great. Live from Omaha. The CWS Championship Series concludes tonight at 7. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. You know, it's amazing to me what happens when you are on the better end of a steal during a game that's 12 to 3. Because I'm here to tell you, a lot of you, it is my opinion, would be screaming bloody murder right now if LSU did that. I'm just saying. But now everything's great. Drew says when Rivera stole second, when the game was basically over, it wasn't to show them up. I think Sully saw something when Cags tried to steal earlier and he wanted to confirm it. What do you seal, see on a steal? And he says Travinsky's hurt because he is challenging him a lot if he starts. Again, maybe I, I'm not criticizing. Maybe there was a reason to do it. I'm just saying most of the time you don't do that. That's one of those unwritten rules. And as long as you're okay with it, then if another team does that to you, I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it. The other Daryl. Hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing, Steve? Good. Two things. I agree with you what you're saying there about that, that unwritten rule. But, okay, um, if the um, the players, like the, with um, the, the, uh, the, the pitcher, the star pitcher for LSU, 
help me understand what's the difference between what, say, our quarterback last year and the star pitcher this year for LSU. If he doesn't go on the mound, what would the fans think of him? Because I know what a lot of our fans thought of our quarterback because he decided not to play in a in a meaningless game. I mean, almost a meaningless game. You know what I'm saying? So what's the difference between the two? Would he take very, very simply, the fans? Very simple. You okay. just said it. Okay. Okay. Meaningless game. Okay. This game right. isn't well, meaningless. That is, that is true. That, that is it ain't true. even that close true. to meaningless. So there, that's that the big true. difference right there. That, that's the easiest okay. question I'll get all day. Okay. Okay. So what? Now here's what I want to ask you. Now where is it? I haven't seen this in college baseball. What you just said, you throw a brushback pitch, or you, you know, give him a little chin music. Is a manager or a coach would tell a college player to throw at someone? You no. Think? No. So. Okay. okay. No, I don't think so. But it is, it is a written rule in the pros. They do that quite a bit in there because it's, you know. You it's not a written like rule that. at all. It's not a written yeah. rule. It's, it's one of those, you know, baseball things, those unwritten rules where, you know, you know it's changed now. But back in my day, you know, right. if, if you if, – I'll use a big leaguer, okay? If, uh, if, if a car if, – if, uh, let me think. Lou Brock of the Cardinals got hit with a pitch, and it was intentional. Right. Bob Gibson's pitching. I guarantee you, if they're playing the Giants, Willie Mays knows he's going to get hit. Okay. That's just how it was. Okay. Now, that's changed over the years, but, you know, again. Yeah, there's money involved now. They, they well, yeah, I mean, but it's just yeah. one of those things where you protect your team, you know, you protect All your right. teammate, uh, and that's where umpires have to step in and say, okay, enough. What's your prediction for tonight? Or do you have one? I don't have one because I want to see what LSU does. Right. Right, that's 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 everything. Everybody's waiting on to see what they're going to do with fishing yep. wise. Yep. But it was a big difference in the mound. Now, here's this question out there: We paying a lot for these NIL with these this pitcher, this star pitcher for he played. I've, I've heard the number a hundred thousand dollars. Is that you heard it, anything like that? Uh, you know, whatever it is, okay. All right, all right. But, but that's but, not the issue. <laughs> that's not the issue here. The issue is his pro potential. That's right. the issue, okay? Right. If right. you, right. God forbid, if you threw him out there tonight. Threw his arm out. Yeah. Then Tom you're talking millions and millions of dollars. Right. And that's why so I think it. this conversation is not just uh, coach and player. It's his parents. It's his agent. It's a whole lot of things because this is his right. future. Right, all right. Okay, Steve, I appreciate it. Okay, man, thank you for your call. Uh, as far as the steal, Williams says he loves it. No issue if it's the other way around. Okay, that's fair. This is the pinnacle of the sport, not the YMCA. Coach Spurrier said it best. It's the other team's job to stop us. Okay, as long as you're okay with it being the other, if that happened the other way around, I'm okay with that. Josh has led us in stealing bases all year. He saw the catcher from LSU was banged up. Whether it's one nothing or 20 nothing, you steal the base, period. If LSU felt the need to respond, then throw it our next guy up. It's that simple. That's baseball. They could have very easily done it since the guy on the mound has no use in the game tonight. If I'm Sully, I want our guys pedal to the metal at all times. Like I said, the 
key what you just said there, William, is if it happens to you, don't whine. They, they, they were up 10 to 3 and they stole. No, 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 no. You either, it's either both ways or it's no way. I'm telling you, if that happened to me, I wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't have thrown at anybody, but I wouldn't have liked it. And there was some barking going on between the dugouts over that. RJ, hello. RJ, go ahead. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good. On this point about the sportsmanship, I I totally agree with, with your analysis. And you know what? The other team is up on me and they do it. Uh, I'm fine with it. Like Coach Burr said, get him out. But I'll tell you one thing, and the announcers, of course, uh, didn't have anything to say about it Friday night. Uh, their catcher enjoyed spiking the ball um, to have a uh, – when there was a strikeout to end an inning. In fact, during one of them, Cags uh, looked back at the guy and sort of stared him down for a second. Um, I think most Gators, and I know you probably won't agree with this, feel like it was a decidedly pro-LSU broadcast really the entire weekend, but especially Friday night. If they showed one more uh, dugout shot of Skeen sitting around, um, I thought I was going to puke. But it's kind of interesting that they didn't catch on to that, and apparently the Gators didn't bark back at LSU uh, when their catcher was uh, doing a, a, a touchdown spike of the ball. Well, then, I'll, then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll respond the same way you just did. If, if, if my coach Spurrier, then quit striking out. Yeah, no, I I agree, and and I I didn't have a problem with it. Cags gave him a look back, but you know, yesterday during, during the broadcast, they were oh, you know, stealing bases. I remember when Vern Lundquist used to go, "What is Coach Spurrier doing, running up the score?" That's so unsportsmanlike, and he just kept on doing it. But Vern didn't like that very much. But anyway, go Gators tonight. Okay. Good pitching usually beats good hitting. That's yep. what has me a little bit worried about tonight. Uh, if we look like we did Friday night with frozen eyes and frozen bats, it's going to be a long night. If we keep the bats rolling, maybe we'll bring the title home to Gainesville. All right, RJ, thank you. 1232 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Don't give in to that constant joint pain. Take control and take back your quality of life today with help from QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is helping people every day here and across the country with their amazing non-surgical treatments that repair and restore damaged joint tissue. They use the latest advances in regenerative medicine, taking your own body's healing agents and concentrating them right in the area where you have the agonizing pain. This incredible non-invasive approach helps you take back control of your body, relieving the pain in knees, hips, shoulder, or back. No invasive surgery, no harmful drugs or steroids, and no downtime. Listen, summertime needs to be about having fun and making memories, golfing, hiking, enjoying the outdoors. So take control now and start living pain-free again. 
Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Dry your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or Mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clearsound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Worn out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard. That's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We're kicking off the last week of June with temperatures today getting into the low and mid-90s across most of North Central Florida. It is going to be about 10 degrees warmer feeling than that with heat indices likely above 100 at times. Mostly sunny skies will stick around through most of the afternoon. There is a chance, especially towards Lake City and Live Oak, for a few afternoon and evening showers and thunderstorms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Miller. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Jay, you ever got sucker punch? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Me too. Dude stole my pirate hat. The Dave Parker hats. Yeah, it was a good freshman. I got clocked walking home from school in elementary. Dudes came out the alley. I, I stopped. Boom. Pop, pop. Gone. Hat gone. Nothing I could do. Yeah. I, I ran home. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Talking the talk and walking the walk. You are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Russ says Florida put in the backups or it would have been 30. They better think about that. Who's they? LSU put in backups too. They knew the I mean, th- those guys pitching at the end were not guys we're going to see tonight. Uh, Steven says if LSU stole another thing by 12 runs, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind. Georgia scored nine in the ninth inning against us. Love the show. Well, but there are two different things, Stephen. You can score nine runs by hitting the ball. You can score 109 runs hitting the ball. But I'm just telling you that 
in most baseball places I know, if you're leading, and the only saving grace there is that it was, you know, fairly early in the game. If it's, it happened to me when I was coaching high school baseball. Team was beating us, and in the sixth inning, they stole, and I screamed at the guy. That's just one of those things. Right now, though, we've sent a couple of our students out to Omaha to cover this, and boy, it's been exciting. Juliana Rickenbaugh now joins us live from Omaha. You had a late night last night, didn't you, girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's been a late night, just being all over Omaha, seeing lots of LSU fans. I will say, though, it's been a good amount of excited Gator fans, obviously not the numbers, but it is a great time in Omaha. Um, speaking of that, and I, and I know sometimes you know television can give you a skewed view of this, but it does look like, I mean, look, LSU has such great baseball tradition, they always travel well, but are there as many LSU fans there as, as there seems to be when you see it on television? Oh, absolutely. See, this isn't a case of skewed TV. It's just, I'd say about 28,000 LSU fans, or I mean, if we're all counting them, when you go out to Rocco's, the Jello Shot Challenge place, it's just all LSU. LSU owns downtown. It's just Tiger fans everywhere. Um, when you look at this, and in talking to the Florida players, I, I love what Wyatt Langford said. Uh, we don't care if Skeens pitches. We'll be ready. That that seems mm-hmm. to be the mindset of this team. Oh, definitely. I I think they're ready. You know, someone tried to ask in the press conference, Cags, do you think Skeens will start tomorrow? And Wyatt and Ty Evans kind of laughed. Obviously, you can't control that. And he said, Wyatt said, you know, it's going to be crazy, but it is the College World Series, so you got to do what you got to do. You know, when you look at what Florida has done here, I think the key to yesterday was Blake Purnell because he'd not been mm-hmm. used very much. He came in in a really high leverage situation and got that double play, and things kind of went Florida's way from there. Do you agree that that was probably the key move and the key thing that happened in the game? I agree with you, Steve. You know, when, before he came into the game, we're looking at stats. He hadn't played since May, and – it was a really difficult situation, but he came and executed, and you could see how excited he was, and the team very much thankful for that. You know, i got to ask you this because you're there, you know, helping us cover this, but you're also mm-hmm. a student, and you're getting to see this for the first time. How has it been? Mm-hmm. What experience has it been for you? Oh, it's by far one of the best experiences in my college career. It's been so cool to get all this access. We're there before the games watching batting practice they're letting us on the field we're in the locker room talking to these players and you can really see what a great event this is for the players they love being in Omaha and not just the Florida players too we've talked to the other players and it's just a great experience for everyone and seeing the fans outside before the games you know in games I feel like football game days are a big thing but in here it's just everyone's so excited to tailgate the whole day so it's been amazing uh last question for you um you know, Sully has, you know, has some self-deprecating humor wearing the shirt after the, the, the mound visits and all of that. <laughs> but you look at this, Florida, I believe, could be the first school in Division One to win multiple NCAA titles with, in basketball, football, and baseball at the Division One level. Does Has anybody brought that up at all to the team or to, to Sully? 
No, no one's brought that up to the team. I think maybe if we win today, that would be something that gets brought up. But right now, they're just really focused on baseball. We'll, we'll see if that comes up. All right. Uh, Juliana, we, we enjoyed having you here. I'm glad you're having, you and Ellie are having a great time. You're doing a great job uh, tweeting and letting us know about the game and writing stories. So one more day, and we'll see what happens. And uh, enjoy, yes. enjoy the rest of your time. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks so much, Steve. You got it, Juliana. Juliana Rickenbaugh is out there live with us in Omaha. Henry says, the Italian Super Bowl. We played in Toledo, Ohio on July 1. Thank you, Henry, for that. Uh, after, with all that's going on today, I'm sure people are just uh, really pining for more information about the Italian Super Bowl. Uh, Ralph says, how does the best 2023 World Series pitchers compare with Major League pitching? It doesn't. Not yet. I mean, there's certainly got Skeens has a chance. Waldrop has a chance. Sproat's got a chance, for example, to be a big leaguer, but not right now. Not right now. I mean, think about it. How many guys do you see go from college to pitching in the big leagues right away? Answer, you don't. That, so there you go. Mike says, uh, LSU's been known for overworking their pitchers since Ben McDonald. Wouldn't surprise me if Skeen starts and throws over 100 pitches. The Gator team was flat in game one. How do we know that? So, so again, this is what gets me. So in game one, when they struck out 20 times, they were flat. Don't give the other team credit. They were flat. And not much energy in the dugout. And not aggressive at the plate. Yes, they were. They were very aggressive. They swung and missed how many times? That's aggressive. Florida has to continue to be the aggressor tonight. <laughs> they, yeah, when, when you hit the ball, see, again, if you hit the ball, you're aggressive. If you're not, then you're not. That just isn't true. LSU pitched very well in game one. Good pitching stops good hitting 90% of the time. Austin, hello. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, you know, uh, looking forward to tonight. Um, you know, it, I think it's really going to be fascinating, the pitching matchup, because, you know, if Cads is our starter and then if Skeen goes to them, he probably won't go the whole game, as you said, because he's only pitching on, like, a couple days rest. But, um, you know, I, I, I would be surprised if he went more than two innings, don't you think? Or what, what, what's kind of your thought on that? I mean, part of it, I think, is pitch count. Um, look, nobody's asking me, nor should they. But if I'm LSU... I'm taking a chance because if you don't start him, right, then the, the coaching staff will be criticized for that, especially if whoever they start gives up a bunch of runs early. Well, see, if we just started skiing. Well, okay, but I think you owe it to a prospect like that to not overwork him. And I think in, if it was me – You've got other guys there, okay? Thatcher Hurd, I think, is a pretty good pitcher. That's mm -hmm. who I would start tonight. Mm -hmm. And then depending on the game, right, because here's the chance you take. If you start a guy like him, Austin, and Florida mm -hmm. goes up six or seven to nothing, then Skeens mm -hmm. is useless. He's right. absolutely useless. Well, well, if you start as – so, I mean, that's the dilemma that you have. Do you start him – hopefully keep the game under control and you get a lead 
and then piece it together. So that's where I think the, the, the big issue is going to be for them. Right, I agree. And, I mean, you know, looking at our bullpen, I think we have, you know, like, like you said earlier, you know, we shouldn't get all nervous if Cads kind of has a shaky outing because a lot of guys in our bullpen are rested and ready to go. So, you know, I mean, part of me is, like, looking to see maybe if Steen started, it'll be best on best, you know, for the championship that way. If we beat him, LSU won't have any excuses and say, oh, we didn't start Steens anyway. So, you know, it'll be a really fun game tonight, Steve, and hope the Gators can win. Have a good one. Go All Gators. All right. Thank you, Austin. 1246 time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Yeah, I've purchased a lot of vehicles from there for good reason. They've all been good. Bottom line is, I trust the Cousins family. I trust that dealership because I know they're going to work with me to make sure I get the vehicle I want at the price I want to pay. And the selection they have is great. And they do their very best to bring you the best and widest selection of vehicles so you get to make the best choice for the type of vehicle you want for the money you want to spend. You can check them out live online, secars.com. All the pertinent information is there for you to look at. And go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue here in Gainesville. Test drive the vehicles, eyeball them for yourself, and make the choice you want to make. Remember, when you see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Wake up your taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt. A delicious pint of coffee ice cream with dark chocolate-flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. 
What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Florida's new men's tennis coach is going to join us here at the uh, top of the hour. Adam Steinberg came to Florida from Michigan. Bring Tony up here. Hi, Tony. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Um, A couple things before I get to the topic du jour of uh, skiing. Great tennis hire uh, coach there from uh, Scott Strickland. It looks like he went towards the more veteran-established coach. Mm-hmm. and uh, away from the uh, up-and-comer on uh, this hire. So that's a difference there. Uh, great interview with uh, President Sass. I think he's going to be outstanding here at the University of Florida. And as far as the stolen base thing goes, yeah, Josh should not have been stealing there, man. That's uh, called Bush League back when uh, we used to play. And uh, I agree with everything you said about that completely. Hey, Steve, the schemes thing, man, listen, there's – Two ways to look at this, and I agree with the way that a parent slash agent will look at it and the way that if I was the coach, I would handle it. I would start him if I was the coach, and I will want him to only start if I was the kid's dad or his agent, and I'll tell you why. There's less chance of injury if he starts. He's used to his routine. He'll get his full long toss, his full warm-up. It's what he's used to. Coming out of the pen, I don't care if it's in the middle of the game or to close. It's something his arm is not used to. It's something he's not used to. He's going to have to maybe warm up fast, and that is a greater chance of injury. As a coach, there's only one way that I could guarantee he will impact the game for me, and that's if I start him. Because if I hold him in my back pocket thinking I'm going to use him in a high-leverage situation or at the end of the game to close, what if that never happens? What if the Gators jump all over Thatcher Hurd in the first four innings of this ball game and put up six, seven, eight runs? Games becomes a non-factor. Right. Okay. So, I so I would handle it the same way if I was a coach or a parent. I would want him to start. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, Steve. I think Johnson is going to convince whoever he has to to please let him bring him out of the bullpen, and that's what he's going to try and do. And my prediction is, I'll predict it right now, schemes will be a non-factor. I think the Gators will score early and often on Thatcher Hurd, and I think we never even see schemes probably. That's how I see it. Well, that's going to be – I think Hurd's pretty good, and, and I think he's capable. But I think your point's well taken is what I kind of mentioned earlier. I have – either way, you're going to get – if you're LSU, you're going to be second-guessed. Uh, there, there's no right. way around this, okay? But if you start Hurd and he gets he gets behind four or five nothing, then you're right. Skeens is don't even pitch him. Don't even right. pitch him at that point. 
So you almost have to start him. The only way I would say you could relieve with him is if there's a very short hook with Hurd. It's 2 nothing. Get him out. Yeah. Okay, you're in the game at that point. You get him in there to hold down the fort. But other than that, that's – Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent point, too, there. Yeah, I could definitely see that also happening. A very short hook with Factor uh, Hurd. Um, the Purnell analysis on your end is spot on. That was the play of the season, him inducing that double play ground ball from Tommy White there. When I saw him coming in, man, I got to tell you, Steve, I was not confident. He hasn't pitched in about a, over a month. And uh, when I saw that double play ball, wow. Um, I think I just aged about 10 years just watching that. But uh, we'll see what happens today, Steve. All you can ask for is to play for a championship, and that's what we're getting tonight, Steve. You bet. So let's go for it, man. <clears throat> All, All right, right Tony. Thank you. I must say, from a personal standpoint, this is not the most important thing happening today. It is not. The most important thing happening today is my daughter's birthday. Jennifer, happy birthday. Your dad loves you. Hope you have a great day. That's the most important thing happening today for me. The game's close. I know she wants the Gators to win, but it pales to my daughter's birthday. So happy birthday, kid. Get to John's call. Hi, John. Yeah, happy birthday to your daughter there, Steve. Okay. I know it's a great day for you. So uh, I want to touch base on this uh, running up the score deal. Like, you know, we, you had mentioned Spurrier back in the day. Well, we were up like 35-3 to three or something like that against somebody like Auburn or, or maybe it was LSU, maybe. But, you know, you put in the backups, like, don't you think that like guys like Eric Presser and Brian Schottenheimer want to go out there and run the offense? I mean, they're, they're busting their tail in practice just as much as anybody. And, you know, the fruit bared for Caressa because he transferred to, you know, Marshall and got a smaller school national title. But my point being is these guys run that offense. I remember Mike Lupica on the sport reporters back in the day when we were running the score up, and he was mentioning that. But did anybody ever mention about Nebraska and Oklahoma running their offense at the end of the game and winning by 70 points? No, because we were, they were running the ball. Well, our offense back with Steve Spur was the fun and gun. We, we threw the ball. That was our offense. So that's my, my beef about these guys talking about running the score up. And going back to the you know, stealing bases, I think that was much about yesterday. It is today because if we test him and he, his, his uh, health is, is it an issue, there's going to be situations today. I think Florida uses that aspect to try to get into scoring position. Okay. Well, that's some of the argument that, you know, if the catcher is hurt, are you, right. are you trying to see that? Um, you know, yeah, you, you could make the argument you do it earlier in the game to see if that's the case, but fine. And I have no problem. You know, we, we've, we've gone so many games when they put big points on us. I remember – you know, and this South Carolina came in there when they had Lattimore, and they were running the score up on us. Spurrier was doing that. I had no problem with that. You know, obviously, ours are, if we don't have the the, the uh, IFH to go out there and stop you, and we're putting our we're putting our backups in there, and they're still trying. I think you you should be trying too. I I think that shows disre- disrespect if you're stopped trying to score. So that's my beef. Nobody's hey, nobody's Steve, stopped, yeah. no, but but nobody's stopping trying to score. Okay, that that. Uh, 
That's not the point. In baseball, you don't go up there and not swing the bat. Okay? If you had a okay. home, for example, yesterday, if you had a home run and it's 18 to 3, nobody's going to complain because, again, you're swinging the bat. Right. Nobody has a problem with that. If it's 18 to 3 and you're stealing second base, a meaningless base, I think some people have a problem with that. I hear you. Hey, have a great show, and let's go Gators tonight. John, thank you. Richard will be our final caller. Hi, Richard, of the hour. Steve, LSU made some uh, uh, very poor fielding plays yesterday. Yep. Errors. And there was a throwing error off the third and all that. What is their fielding uh, percentage? On, you know, off the top of your head, where do they rank? Maybe uh, they didn't look at all good yesterday. No, I don't, I don't know what it is, um, but I said this at the start. I don't think they're a very good defensive team. Uh, I think they're okay. They're not. Ba- they're not a bad defense. I think they're an average defensive team. And obviously, things get magnified when you're in a series like this. You you can make, you know, errors in a series that's you know middle of the season, and nobody's going to say anything. And you can still be a good fielding team, but have a spurt when you're not. So I'll try to look that up for you. But it just it seems to me they were a decent fielding team, but not great. Yeah, they've made some great outfield plays, but the infield, the middle of their infield uh, yesterday was very questionable. And, uh, you know, that's one day. We'll see what happens another day. Thank you. Okay, thank you. That is our first hour. Uh, Our thanks to University of Florida President Ben Sass for joining us live today from Omaha uh, and our Juliana Rickenbaugh, who is out there live covering this. The new Gator men's tennis coach, Andy Steinberg, is going to join us next to get to hear from him and get to know him a little bit. And then we'll talk more about this huge game coming up tonight. ESPN 98.1 FM and 50 AM WYUF. CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Dry your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10% or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. Clearsound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit bushautorepair.com. 
I don't want to go to bed at night dreading waking up in the morning knowing that I'm going to feel like a rusty lawn chair getting out of bed and getting opened up and not being able to really move for a couple hours really throughout the day. For former college and pro football player Bobby Carpenter and those dealing with daily aches and pains, QC Kinetics regenerative pain treatments are a game changer, providing long-lasting relief. Go into a specific joint, a specific region, and then help promote that healing process using your own body's mechanisms to heal. I mean, that's been something that's pretty powerful, and there's no surgery, there's no downtime. QC Kinetics natural treatments help the body heal and restore itself. No more rusty lawn chair. It's no surprise to see people being willing to try this first, especially when it has such great results. Pain relief the natural way. QC Kinetics. Call today for your complimentary consultation. Find out if you're a good candidate for treatment. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene on this big day in Gator Athletics. Florida tries for a third national championship in the spring sports season. How about that? Men's golf, track, and now baseball. One team that very recently won a national championship is Gator Men's Tennis. And with Brian Shelton's departure, the Gators went out and looked for a new coach. They got their man in Adam Steinberg, and he now joins us here. Adam, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Welcome to Gator Nation. I appreciate it. Thank you for the welcome. Uh, Really excited about it. Uh, You you were very good at Michigan, had a good gig going there. So what made you take this job? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. Uh, I think anybody in uh, college tennis would say that the University of Florida is obviously one of the best uh what i feel tennis jobs in the country um you know for our sport it it, it, there's there's so many um amazing things that florida um gives that would attract any recruit um it obviously attracted me um and it's you know it's a program that that i've uh watched from afar for many years and always admired always admired the university just you know, I have a I have a whole list. I mean, the combination of academics and the spirit. I I can go on and on, but you know, in the end, I, I felt like this was an opportunity at this stage of my career that was too good to pass up. And um, and I'm excited. My family's excited to move to Gainesville. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, you had a previous stint in the SEC. You were at Alabama, so you're familiar with the league. Yes. Um, long time ago, but yeah, <laughs> 97, 97 to 02, I was, uh, I was at Alabama. So I am familiar, a lot of changes, but one thing that hasn't changed is the, uh, level of competition is still to me the best in the country. And, and so I'm really excited to be back in, in what I feel is a really terrific, um, tennis conference and obviously in every sport. So, um, but it was a while ago. <laughs> Adam, you're a New York guy, as I am originally. Um, how did you get into the tennis profession? Yeah, good question. Um, so I, when I graduated from Penn State, 
I wanted to, I actually, the plan was to go on Wall Street. That was, uh, I think it was more my family's plan than mine. <laughs> and, and yeah, I know that goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And so I, I just, after a few months, felt this wasn't for me. So I decided to get in, to go to grad school. I, not Well, not to go be an assistant coach. I was thinking about going to grad school. And then I, so I decided to go, you know, I, I really miss tennis. And I decided to go into, I decided to be an assistant coach at St. John's and get into college coaching. And I, um, what's called, I fell in love with it right away. So I was at St. John's um, for six years, became the head coach the second year. And it just, it went from there. And it's been an incredible journey and incredible life. And I still love it as much as I did uh, back in when I started at St. John's, but that's how it began there in Queens, New York. Wow. Um, have you had a chance to meet with the team yet? Any, have you gotten, gotten your feet wet here a little bit? Um, I have spoken to um, the guys on the team individually, and I'm actually um, heading down to Gainesville very shortly here, so I'll, I'll get to see a few uh, in person. But we've had some great conversations, and I'm, um, you know, obviously I'm familiar with a lot of them, uh, very good players. They were very good junior players and really excited to get to work um, with with a good young group. I, I got to ask this as somebody who is not a tennis player, so just forgive me, Adam, but is there a, you know, a lot of times a football coach or a baseball coach, well, this is my philosophy. This is what I believe in. Does that translate to your sport? If it does, What's yours? Yeah, I love that question. Absolutely. You know, my my philosophy has always been to take this individual sport and really make it a, a team sport where every um, student athlete on our team understands that, you know, their teammates, um, their support for the teammates on a daily basis um, is, is what, will determine our culture and like i said take this team sport and take this individual sport and and really turn it into something that a lot of people don't see in tennis and my philosophy has always been that you play for something bigger than yourself you you support um, one another on a daily basis and within that this this atmosphere um you know, happens where everybody's pushing together, everybody's pulling, everybody's supporting. You, you understand that life's not about you all the time, and it's not always easy, but it, it creates a, a really um, incredible environment, um, and it really, to me, um, separates a lot of times from, you know, tennis in general and, and how you perceive it. Um so that's always been my philosophy that um, through that they become better tennis players, better students, and most importantly, better people. And, and that's the goal when you finish at the University of Florida. That, that's what, you know, my goal is to have these guys graduate and achieve, you know, check all three boxes. And I really feel that my vision and, and the philosophy that I've always had, you know, really gets you there um, in a special way. Last thing, I've had a chance to talk to Coach Shelton. Um, we've been texting. I know he's in Europe with Ben. Yes. Uh, um, Brian's one of my favorite people. Um, 
that I've met in this business um, in my career. So I love Brian Shelton, and he's a special guy, did an amazing job here, and I definitely will be uh, leaning on him if, if he will accept uh, my questions sometimes. But I know he's busy over there, so I didn't want to bother him too much. But we definitely have corresponded um, since I've gotten the position, and I'm excited uh, to see him in person You know, when he returns. Well, Andy's the 11th head coach for the Gators, and he's been a head coach for 32 seasons as he brings that expertise here to Gainesville. Andy, thanks for doing, or Adam, thanks for doing this, and uh, I think I just called you Andy. Adam, thank you for your time and doing this, and uh, look to look forward to meeting you in person, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll enjoy the trip down from Michigan. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Adam. Thank you very much. Yep. Adam Steinberg, I just called him Andy. Adam Steinberg here, joining us here on the program. I want to thank him for his time. Uh, I also have an email from Andy. That's why I got confused here. Is my next email uh, about baseball. If you want to uh, uh, talk a little baseball here, 392-8255, and you can email like Andy did, srussell at wruf.com. He says, um, are you going to give us your prediction for the game? <clears throat> uh, no, I'm not. And the reason I'm not, Andy, is because I want to know who's pitching. I want to know what LSU's uh, uh, strategy is going to be on the mound. When I find that out, uh, I'd have a better idea. But look, I don't care if Skeen's pitches or not. You, you can win a game. I, I think there's this overriding thought that he's just untouchable. Now, he's been damn good. I mean, let, let's just be honest about it. He's pitched his fanny off, okay? And we saw what happened the other day when LSU threw a power pitcher at Florida. They struck out 20 times. So, you know, what would lead you to think you're going to score six or seven runs off that guy? You're probably not. So, but I just want to see where they have him here in terms of, you know, what his – role is going to be in the game uh okay now let me get to some other emails here um i didn't realize in talking to adam too that been coached for 30 that's why he said it was a long time ago at bama and it was been a head coach for 30 something years that's and that's a a higher you know normally uh strickland's kind of gone with up-and-comers but he, he hires a veteran here uh for that job Patrick says, hats off to Tony, best call of the day. Of course, D hasn't called yet. I don't think uh, Skeens will pitch tonight. Also, Cags had a dream he was going to hit three homers tonight. Well, hope that comes true. Mike says, I say start Skeens so this juggernaut of a batting lineup gets to him early and often. With all the accolades, he's not faced the Gators. Last night rolls over. Florida big tonight. Okay. I wonder if People thought that after game one. Uh, Porter said, since the winner's bracket matchup of teams between LSU and Wake, I wanted Wake the first time, but the most important thing, get a loser's bracket winner, Kaskeens and Ladder would be pitching Thursday. Regardless, it'd be game three if we were to face either. We'll be facing one in game three if there's a game three. Skeens will start tonight, he thinks, at three days rest. Hopefully not at his best. I prepare for schemes. Have very little doubt about it. I could be wrong. I'd be very pleased if LSU starts anybody else. I would be shocked. 
And uh, BB says, you don't mess around with Jim. Must have taken a nap yesterday because I had the weirdest dream. Guys that kind of looked like our guys kept running around the bases. The scoreboard kept going ding, 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 ding with runs. Could have sworn I heard Jim Croce singing, you don't mess around with Jim in the background. I don't remember having any LSD vodka martinis before apparently falling asleep. So, Dr. Steve, could you please explain what the hell just happened? And in all years of practice, have you ever seen anything like this before? Um, it, it's very rare, obviously, at the College World Series level for that many runs to be scored. But it just kind of snowballed. And LSU was not, I'm not taking anything away from what Florida did, but they didn't use their top-of-the-line pitching. So, I mean, that had something to do with it, but Florida had just one of those days when they had their hitting shoes on. And just like the day before, they struck out 20 times. So that's what makes baseball a great game. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimar Hall. The campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. There's never been a better time to get that Rolex. Right now at IDC, you can get five years zero interest financing on any pre-owned Rolex watch. A $10,000 Submariner comes to just $167 a month. All hard-to-find pre-owned Rolex models are included. Hundreds to choose from. Wear it today and spread your payments over five whole years without a dime in interest. A $12,000 Daytona is just $200 a month. Hurry, this extraordinary offer ends July 2nd. Only at International Diamond Center. Approved credit, 20% down payment required. See store for details. This zero percent finance offer at idc is insane people are driving for hours to do this it's five years zero interest financing whether you spend three thousand bucks or thirty thousand you can spread your payments over five years with zero in interest and this includes every diamond at idc all shapes from one carat to 20 carats gia certified diamonds get the extreme value price idc is known for for a limited time enjoy five years zero interest financing now through july 2nd at international diamond center for details visit shopidc.com on approved credit what is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. It's the first day of the first grade And she found a new best friend It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon You wish would never end The homemade taste of Bluebell And good friends gathered round The good old days are being made right Wake up your taste buds with Bluebell Java Jolt, a delicious pint of coffee ice cream with dark chocolate-flavored chunks and a decadent coffee fudge swirl. It's the jolt you need to perk up your day. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Robertson back on the track. He's got it up against the wall. And the Gators are going to play for a 
a national championship. The Tigers. They're great. Live from Omaha, the CWS Championship Series concludes tonight at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Head Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Mark says, what's your prediction under the following three scenarios? Skeen starts, is on a pitch count. Hurd starts, Skeen's is available later in the game if needed. Skeen's not available, coach's decision. Well, obviously, number three on paper is an advantage for Florida. But I can't give you two or one because how do they pitch? How do they pitch? That, that I think is what's being is missing here, right? If Hurd starts, and he's great, Paul who? Because he would have done his job, right? So you just have to wait and see what transpires there. Greg, hello. Hey, Steve, really enjoying the show. And I just want to start off, I appreciate when you, when, when you introduced us and saying no, no political comments here, only sports. And it's one of the things I've loved about your show. However, I would like to in, inject some spiritual blessings. You cannot be a Gator fan that's, you know, older than, well, I don't know, that I'd have to, I'm not good at math, older than 40 and not feel completely blessed. I mean, from the 94 Final Four, a team that nobody expected, to Coach Spurrier winning four consecutive SEC championships and then a national, our first ever, against our most hated rival at the time, FSU, uh, to watching the 06 and 07 back-to-back in basketball. And then, you know, we win in football in 06 and 0 and 07. We don't win the Natty, but we win the Heisman. I mean, we sandwiched the Heisman between two Natties. And as I lay in the back room last night, Steve, just getting personal, I literally had tears in my eyes when it got to 24 runs. I was like, Thank you, God. I've never witnessed anything like this. It was literal. I was just like, no matter what happens tonight, I was like, God, you have blessed me so mightily. I have seen things for my hometown team that I've born and raised here in Gainesville that some schools will never see if they live to be 120. And I just wanted to say that out loud, just God bless this team. I hope they can pull it out. But even if they don't, some of the things we've seen as the Gator fans, and like I said, the older ones, you cannot deny the University of Florida has been blessed. And love the show, Steve. And I'll leave you with this. I asked you earlier, do you think this is the best team ever for Sully? And you said, we'll see. So just wonder what you're thinking now, and I'll listen off air and go Gators. Okay, thank you. Um, let's say this team wins, and now you're going to compare it to the 2017 group. I think this group has more power than that group had. You've got proven big leaguers on the 17 team. We don't have proven big leaguers here yet. But if they played one another, you'd probably have to give a little edge to this team 
just because of the power. But remember, most times, good pitching stops good hitting. Hey, D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, hit a couple of your topics right quick. Um, I have a different view of this whole running up the score thing, Steve. Um, you know, if, if it, you know, one of the things that kind of ticks me off about baseball in the majors so much, uh, more so in the major leagues, is all these unwritten rules. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I, I just think, Steve, in postseason play, you can't have enough runs. You can't have in basketball. You can't have enough baskets in football. You can't have enough touchdowns. I mean, this is a do or die situation. So, and it took, if it's regular season, I understand that. But in the postseason, uh, it, it's it score as much as you can. Uh, I disagree. I, now, okay. <laughs> I, I, here's here's I'll give you, I'll meet you middle ground here. Given where this occurred, it was fairly early in the game. It wasn't like the ninth inning. If it's 23-3 to three in the ninth inning and some dude stealing second, I'm screaming at the other dugout. Screaming at him. You just don't do that. Okay? Now, is there any rule against it? No. It, you're right. It's one of those, you know, unwritten rules. But it's the same thing in football. How many times do you see teams ahead, you know, 30 to 10, they've got the ball at the six-yard line of the opposing team with 30 seconds to go? They don't try to score. That's, that's considered right. running it up. So that, that, right. there's a rule in football like that too. Well, let, let me ask you something, Steve. Did, wasn't there a game in, this, in the Super Regional between Texas and Stanford where one of those teams scored what, like six, seven runs in the ninth inning and came back and won that game? I don't know. I don't remember. But my point, if you are ahead by that amount early in the game, go ahead. But I'm just I'm using an extreme example of the ninth inning. Right. Okay. <laughs> if somebody comes back and scores 20 runs in the ninth inning, you don't deserve to win. Right. So I hear what you're saying. And, I, again, I think it depends on – where it is in the game. And the other thing I will say again, if Gator fans want to say that's that's okay, that's fine. When somebody does it to you, shut up. I, I agree. Uh, as, as far as this picture, Steve, look, man, um, I, I understand what his major league prospects are and, you know, he's going to make a lot of money and stuff like this. But, man, you're going forward, and I'm not saying the guy's got to go out there and pitch, you know, nine innings, give you 120 pitches. But, man, this is for the national championship. This is you leaving a legacy at LSU. We know what their tradition is like in basketball. I've been baseball. I just, I mean, I just don't remember this being a question maybe 10, 15 years ago, man. There's no doubt about somebody would take the ball and say, let's go, man. It's it's like if this guy pitches over 60 pitches tonight, his arm is going to fall off and he's not going to be able to pitch in the major league. I'm like, I'm like what, what are we talking about here? Uh, it, it's certainly, that's possible. It's possible. <laughs> it is, D. I was a pitcher. I, I understand. Right. I know. Okay? If you tear ligaments, if, if, if you do something because you're over pitching, then if you can't pitch in the big leagues because of that, 
I wouldn't want to be responsible for that. I would not. I don't think, because again, that's like saying uh, I'm in high school and I'm going for a state championship and my kid has just pitched 100 pitches three days ago. I'm going to run him out there again to win a state championship, but he might not be able to pitch in college because he might get hurt. I'm not doing that to the kid. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, yeah. All right, well, I mean, like you say, man, they're going to get second-guessed either way. So, Oh, he's going to pitch. I, I, I don't. Right, I he's going to pitch, I think. It's right. just a matter of how many pitches, what do they do, because I'm sure the competitor that he is, he's gone to his coach and said, Coach, give me the ball. Give me the ball. That's why, that's why Skeen's who he is. But I think you do have to be protective of him in terms of his long-term future because he doesn't owe LSU anything. He's, I mean, he, he, the kid transferred from Air Force, for crying out loud, and he's gotten them to this point. So I don't think, you know, he owes them anything. But I think the competitor in him, you know, wanting to win for his team and his teammates and his school, yeah, he wants that, no question. I agree. Should be a good one tonight, man. You bet. Thank you, Dave. Copper Gator, hello. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Hey. No, I wanted to call you. I think there's the – I think the perception here is about, you know, what our team is going to do. We can't worry about – if you're Sully and your staff here, you can't worry about who they're pitching. You can't worry about whether Skeens is going to go one inning, five innings, he's going to throw or not. Their mindset has to be our staff has to throw strikes. We can't have eight walks. We can't let them have runs. We can't do this. Yeah, the umpires of zones have been terrible, in my opinion. But this mindset tonight has to be, we don't give up a run. And yet, yes, they're good. Yet, yes, they're going to hit the ball. Yes, they're probably going to get a couple runs. I'm not saying that. We have to worry about what we can control tonight. And that has to be the attitude, number one, on this team tonight. Well, you're, you're saying something that I think, I hope people understand. This is a fan media driven phenomenon oh it, it's not florida because you just 100%. said it right there i don't care if they pitch babe ruth okay who what are we going to do against babe ruth that here's here's our scouting report this is what we have to do that that yeah. that's all they can worry about that they're not worried if Skeens pitches it's it's more lsu's fan base and their team it's just like and, you know there, there's I haven't heard one person today talk about Caglione. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like ESPN has shoved Paul Skeens down our throat every time. He's he's probably he's probably been on TV every single inning of every single game that's been played by LSU and and it's and it's kind of it's kind of a disservice to what Florida's done to get here and some of the backstories with Cags, you know, red shirt, Tommy John coming out of a a season last year and now he's starting the College World Series final game. You know, as a as a sophomore, as a true sophomore, not even a redshirt sophomore, you got Langford. You know, the the, the back lines for Florida with with Rivera and and Cade Curlin, who's supposed to be in high school this year, and you know the the different things that that are just totally being missed here is beyond me. And, and I they aren't I being that missed. Right. They aren't being missed. They have talked about all of those things in the broadcast. And in fact, in fact, I will tell you that I think sometimes they overhype Cags. But but why? Look what I, he's done. I haven't I haven't heard him overhyped Cags once. Well then you're not watching what I'm watching. 
Oh yeah, because I'm because I'm on the total opposite side, Steve. I know we can agree to disagree with this, but I, I you know, I am I am shocked that the announcers last night, when you watched them and listened to them, were dumbfounded when Florida started scoring. They 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 couldn't pay attention enough to understand that Florida had put up 24 runs in a game that they thought LSU was going to walk the dog on Florida. No, they didn't think that. What, what, tell me, tell me who in that broadcast said that. Well, they didn't have to say it. No, yes, they asking. do. Yeah, that's part of broadcasting, Coppergator. When you speak, that's part of broadcasting. That's your opinion. They never said opinion, yes. that was going to be the case. They never said that. What I'm saying is they they acted like you did. Oh, they acted the like it. They're, they're, how, they're how, do, how do you act like it? What does that mean? Steve, their mannerisms, their communication. Their mannerisms. Their we can't skills. see their mannerisms. You can hear it. You can hear the inflection in their voice. Steve, we can tell when somebody is getting upset or somebody is shocked or somebody's off guard or somebody just has something to say about something. You, could, you can hear it in their voice. You can hear it in their language. You can hear it that this is not what they were expecting. Were they expecting Florida to strike out 20 times the other day? I, they, they expected them to strike out as many times as they did after watching the first game. They didn't expect No, to no, 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 no. I said, eight, eight home runs. Did, did the announcers think... Florida was going to strike out 20 times in game one. They did not think that Florida was going to strike out 20 times okay. in game one. Right. Did they think, like yesterday, they did not think Florida was going to hit six home runs? Of course game. not. No one would. No one would. If you thought Florida was going to score 20 runs against LSU, then buy my lottery ticket. <laughs> I, nobody thought Florida was going to hit 20 runs, but nobody thought that Florida could still be swinging that bad for that many consistent games. Even yourself would think that, that they're going to have to break out of the over, you know, the 30 for 60 stat that they kept showing for the top four hitters and the, you know, leaving runners in scoring, scoring yeah, position. But, but, but see, they're, 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 they're showing that. They're showing that because that's the fact. Right. Well, no, nobody's arguing that's the fact. I'm just saying that they were shocked and that they didn't have the words to explain okay. how well Florida's playing. Okay. And I'll let you go, Steve. All right, thank you. 131, I'm not going to win that one. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Looking for some summer fun? Then check out Polaris of Gainesville, your number one boat and power sports dealership in North Central Florida. We have all the brands that'll get you outdoors for fun in the sun this season. Family fishing and fun begins with Carolina Skiff, home of the number one selling fiberglass boat. Taking the family out to the best fishing spots or offshore adventure, Carolina Skiff offers the best made in the USA fishing and cruising boats at an unbeatable price. If bass fishing is more your thing, check out our Ranger boats and save up to $5,000 on select models during the inflation buster sale for lovers of comfort polaris of gainesville we have a huge selection of key west boats which offer comfort style and everything needed for a family day on the water or fishing at your favorite spots looking to hit the trails we have a huge selection of polaris off-road machines including the hard-working ranger trail ready razors and the legendary sportsman atv stop into polaris of gainesville on highway 441 between gainesville and alachua online at polarisofgainesville.com Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. 
it's okay. We're going in to see everybody exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission is Gainesville's no-hassle, no-overcharge repair shop since 1928. It's the same-day maintenance offers that keep you safe on the road. It's their ASE techs that find the problem and fix it right the first time. And it's the straight talk and excellence you'd expect in the swamp. Whatever your car needs, trust Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Keeping cars on the road since 1928. Call 352-283-8373 or visit BushAutoRepair.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We're kicking off the last week of June with temperatures today getting into the low and mid-90s across most of North Central Florida. It is going to be about 10 degrees warmer feeling than that with heat indices likely above 100 at times. Mostly sunny skies will stick around through most of the afternoon. There is a chance, especially towards Lake City and Live Oak, for a few afternoon and evening showers and thunderstorms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Bullard. They shipped him out. Yeah. That's a miserable year. The Wizards, that's a punch in the face every day. Draymond Green (laughs) knocked his teammate out, and they were like, all right, teammate, see you later. We got to get rid of that guy. We got to get rid of you. Got to get rid of the guy. That guy's got to be able to take a better punch. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes. And you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From every called third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. So, just, I I don't want to, maybe we'll do this uh, down the road here over the summer about running the score up. So let me just throw this out, okay? If you think you should score any time, in a football game, Florida is losing 30-10 to 10 to Arkansas. And Arkansas has got the ball at the Florida four-yard line with 30 seconds to go. And they decide to run the ball or throw a pass for a touchdown. You okay with that? Just asking. You okay with that? Larry says, back in the day, the late Don Sutton pitched 13 innings, gave up two hits as we won the high school baseball championship. It didn't seem to negatively affect his career. No, but how many pitches had he thrown before that, Larry? Did he he throw 100 pitches three days before that? I don't think he did. 
Maybe he did. But I'm just saying, you can, you can throw however many pitches once and stretch a guy. That's fine. But if you do it over the course of you know, a short period of time, that can do damage. Uh, which one's first here, Elliot? Ed? Okay. Ed, hello. Hey, Steve. I guess beauty in this case is in the ear of the beholder or listener. Uh, I don't know that I saw or tried to even tried to dissect, the, you know, the people in the booth in that game. It, it, I mean, it just got kind of out of hand, obviously, and uh, I think they were just trying to find something to talk about. But uh, uh, have you heard – is the, wind, is the wind blowing out tonight? Uh, that would be really cool if it is. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it's been for most of it. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, and I'll go back to what your uh, guest, I think he was last week, said. Uh, if we got to this point, he said there would be more than one person involved in the conversation. I don't remember if he predicted it, but, you know, family, agents, and I think you're absolutely right. That Skeens wants the ball, uh, and maybe you go out there with that intention and, and basically tell him to be honest with you if he would do that about how he feels warming up. If it's stiff, may, maybe you change directions. But if you're the manager, how, how how do you handle it? Assuming that everybody else was go. Well, I guess it would just depend on him, right? Because I think you have to look at a guy. And I understand in the now. Because if Skeens said, you know, I, I consulted my, my parents, I consulted my agent, and I'm not going to pitch, there'd be a segment of the LSU fan base who wouldn't forgive him for that, especially if they lost. If they won, nobody would care. But if they lost, oh, he should have pitched. Oh, you can always pitch in the big I mean, no guarantee he's going to be in the big league. I, I get all that, Okay. So, but they don't have a vested interest in him. You know, if somebody was going to take away your livelihood, how would you feel? In other words, if you're going to make millions and somebody said, well, I want you to do something extra that might take those millions away from you that might get you hurt, would you think twice about it? I think you would. So a lot goes into that. But I think you, they have a routine that they go through every time he pitches. And I think you let him go through that routine. Coach, I feel good. Coach, I'm okay. I'm not, okay, then you go with it. But a lot depends on what he is going to tell the coach. Absolutely. And uh, obviously his stuff has been, you know, close to unhittable. Uh, but uh, we're pretty good about, especially Langford and some of the guys are pretty good about sitting on fastballs or whatever. Uh, do you think if he pitches he he comes right after us, or of course. how would you attack our lineup? Of course. you you got to do what you do. I mean, what happened the other day when LSU attacked Florida's lineup on, on Saturday? You have a, a, a Julian Kays. Thank you. And what do they strike out mostly? High fastballs. And he's pretty good at throwing high fastballs. So, again, I mean, you, you can't – that's that's the – all of a sudden now, I think there's a segment of the Gator fan base that thinks that, that the, you know, the Philadelphia Phillies couldn't beat the, the, the Gators today. Well, baseball's a funny game. You can score three runs one day, 24 the next, and one the next. It just depends. 
Oh, absolutely. And uh, going back to all those K's we had, do you think we met, what kind of adjustments we might have made, or is it just a matter of obviously the pitcher was different and it didn't have the same stuff, but uh, do you have to lay off that high fastball? Yeah, or? I'm sure you do, but it's easier said than done because it looks hittable. All right, I got to take some other calls, Ed. Thank you for yours. Uh, Dick, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, this, hey uh, I'm not going to give the time for this last caller, even even airtime. I was so stupid, his comments. Were, no, his sense. comments were not stupid. Well, it didn't make sense. But um, um, I, I don't think I don't I don't think uh, Steen's going to be a, a factor uh, tonight, for personally, whether he pitches or he doesn't pitch, because I don't think he's going to pitch much, regardless. So let's just say picks, pitches in front end, you know, he pitches three or four innings. Well, if we if we shut them down at three or four innings, he's pitching. Well, now you're going to have staff on staff after that. You know what I mean? And if he and if he comes in the back end. And, and pitches the last two or three innings to close it out, whatever. Well, we had six innings in the front end to score runs. So I don't think he, I, don't, I just don't see him uh, pitching very much if he pitches. I mean, I would say maybe 40, 50 pitches, pitch count thing. What do you think? Once again, it's going to be how he feels, what they do go through in the routine. I don't think you understand, unless you pitched, when you throw 120 you know, 115 pitches, and you have to come back, you know, on less than your rest, that's, you know, some some people have resilient arms and can do it. Power pitchers sometimes have trouble doing that. So, right. Again, do I think guys, he'll pitch a lot? No, I don't. Right. And also, I know the draft's coming up, and personally, I know you think about this, uh, I know people are saying Dylan Cruz is going to be the first guy taken and stuff like that. I'm a Tampa Bay Ray fan, just went to the game last night. They've built their organization on pitching. Now they have this team this year, put it all together. I would take Paul Skeens. I mean, isn't there a lot of Dylan Cruises in Major League Baseball? I mean, 5'11", good contact hitter, outfielder. I mean, I mean, Skeens can be a, a, a difference maker in someone's staff for, you know, a long time. And you've just been talking about it all day. Good pitching beats good hitting. I think Skeens will be a good player, but I don't think he's a – I think there's a lot of schemes. I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, Dylan Cruz's in, in Major League Baseball. All right. If you have a chance, get schemes. All right. Thank thanks. you, Dick. Appreciate your call. Paul, hello. Steve, what normally do pitchers do on day three? Like, what's a day three look like? And I know it probably varies from staff to staff. Different pitching coaches have different viewpoints. But what would a normal day look to look like for him? A lot of times, pitcher will throw a bullpen, but I don't know if it's on day three. Like, let's say you pitch on Sunday, right? I think your bullpen would come, depending on four or five days rest, would either come on Tuesday or Wednesday. It just depends on four or five days rest. You know, I I don't doubt for a second that the kid wants to pitch. I think this is the ultimate, you know, under no other circumstance would we even be thinking about allowing him to pitch with what potentially is at stake. but And we say, well, at the end of the day, what does it all mean? And all of it's meaningless, right, if we want to break it down to that. And that's why I think he's a big decoy here. I think if they're up by a couple of runs coming in, I think it is more logical to start him 
but I don't. I think starting him is. Just, I just don't think that's on the table. I think they gain as much psychologically by maybe even having Florida think that he may start or at least be in the mindset. I just, you know, if he does pitch, I just can't see him starting the game, even though I think logically that might mitigate the chances for, you know, his arm snapping in half, you know, five pitches into it. Um, but I, I do think ultimately, uh, you know, he's a, I think it's an advantage. He's a big kid. I think it's also a disadvantage, though, he threw over 100 pitches his first start, I think, out there. So it's definitely a, a, a tough one. I don't know if you've answered it already, but what, what would you do here? I, I've, I've answered it. It depends what he tells me. It depends what he says he can do. You're going to be second-guessed either way. If you start him and he's ineffective, well, you shouldn't have pitched him in the first place. If you wait and you pitch him later – and your starting pitchers get you four or five runs down and you lose the game, well, then what was he doing sitting his butt on the bench? So, you know, you're going to leave yourself open to second-guessing here no matter what, in my opinion, depending on the outcome of the game. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thank you. I, look, I'm, I'm going to get into this, and it varies, but let, let's say on Monday you pitched. Tuesday you have a recovery. You don't do anything. Wednesday, you know, maybe you throw a little bit. And then Thursday's your bullpen day. So that is your third day after a start, generally speaking. 146, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Worn-out tires are a danger to you, your passengers, and other drivers. TireRack.com reminds you to inspect your tires regularly. Grab a quarter, stick it in the tread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Go to my page, TireRack.com slash Dan. Use the Tire Decision Guide to find the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires and tread confidently. TireRack.com. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned, doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant, doubled. 
All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard. That's also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. No, Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though, see the terms and check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your Bounty, the quicker picker upper. Presented by title sponsor, Florida Credit Union. Celebrate the 4th on the 3rd at WUFT's Fanfares and Fireworks at the UF Banshell on Flavette Field in Gainesville. The fun starts Monday, July 3rd at 6 p.m. with music by Matcha, Sousa Brass Band, the Savants of Soul, and the Gainesville Community Band and Gainesville Pops under the direction of Gary Langford. Followed by a spectacular fireworks show presented by attorney Dan Newland. Sponsored by the City of Gainesville with support from GRU. Info at wuft.org slash fireworks. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Okay, I'm going to run through these emails, end with the phone calls. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to try to leave the entire day for reaction to what happens tonight. Uh, Bruce says, occurred to me yesterday we set a record for setting records. Uh, Joseph says, in the College World Series finals, can't score enough. The Angels not just score 13 in one inning. If... uh, the wheels fell off, you'd appreciate every run. Like I said, that's fine. If somebody does if somebody does that to you, don't want to hear it. Todd says, what a great response by Florida in game two. More relaxed, more purposeful swings because of the power. Think homers come naturally. Uh, hopes they don't come out and try to smash every pitch. That's when the K's come. Uh, your thoughts on Cags pitching tonight? He thinks his at-bats are less relaxed when he pitches. I don't know about that. I don't know what his numbers are when he pitches versus when he doesn't. Um, but look, look what they did to Weltrop yesterday. They pulled him early. If they got to pull Cags early, they'll pull him early. You can't worry about the next start here, right? This is it. Adrian says, situations like Skeens points out to me the callers like a Tony yourself who know the game and others who are more than casual fans, believe the whole Rivera stolen base controversy falls under generational differences among fans. Younger fans simply find it acceptable to rub it in your opponent's face. Um, Let's see here. Bob, if I was LSU, I'd start skiing, let him go four or 80 pitches because based on recent history, Cags will give up at least a couple of runs with walks, hit batters, a timely hit or two to take a two or three run lead like yesterday. Then they'll have much better relievers for the rest of the game to hold the Gators. If they start somebody else, they make it behind early, and like yesterday, never recover. Need to take advantage of Cags' wildness early. Slater and Neely will be able to hold them in place once they enter the game. If I'm Sully, uh, give Cags a very short rope. Get him out if he struggles. Uh, John, 
Thatcher heard starts, in his opinion, with Skeens in relief, uh, depending on game situations. Larry, congratulations to the baseball team for their win yesterday. Hope they can finish the job tonight. The announcers gave way too much credit yesterday, although it probably helped. Every time the Gators knocked a home run, they made the comment it was because of the way the wind was blowing. It was a typical day without the wind. The hit would have been a sure out. Oh, my God. Uh, at least give our hitters a little credit. Larry, they did give Florida's hitters credit. Are, is this fan base that thin-skinned? Is it? Is it really that thin-skinned? And who cares what they say? But the wind was a factor yesterday. It's like, it's like they, these guys do a game and they never give Florida credit, according to some people, which is ridiculous. Tony says, tonight's enormous game. I want to th- say thank you for covering, discussing, and broadcasting Gator Baseball all year long. Hopefully we can jump on them, make them play tighter as the game goes on. Never thought I'd see one baseball title. Glad we have that one, or I'd be a total head case today instead of just 99%. Uh, okay. I think Bernard is first. Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? You said that uh, you're going to wait to see what this pitching situation is. I'm going with the good guys. I always do. I always go with Florida no matter what. I think tonight, hopefully, Cags uh, gives back, uh, pays back, Sully for some of that confidence and loyalty but sticking with him because if I had been a Sully, I'm not sure that he would still be in the rotation because he has a tendency to not be able to find the plate. I think that he's going to – I don't think he's going to be like out, do enough, you know, throws in the high nineties. I see maybe Florida winning maybe five to two, Steve. I, you know, I, that's that's what I'm going with the good guys. I'm not – my thing, I don't I don't worry about the opponent, Steve. I tend to worry about my, my team, and I'm just going to put confidence in Florida knowing that it's not going to be easy. And hopefully they can take some of that momentum from yesterday into tonight's game, regardless who's pitching for LSU. Steve, you have a great day. Yep, thank you. Kevin, hello. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Good. Hey, so, of course, and I need a little help here because I'm, I'm not a, an, you know, an avid baseball watcher, so I'm, I'm, I'm learning. So I noticed that when – you have a pitcher that's pitching for whichever team they're not they're not set up to be in the lineup for batting is that is that correct am i seeing that you are seeing that except and, except Caglione when he pitches okay yeah so is there a reason for it i guess they're just i guess cuz when i played baseball of course that was way back in like middle school everybody got you know if you played on the field you you were a hitter so I just noticed that, and I was wondering what, what you know what your take was on it. Designated hitter. I got you. Okay. All right. And then, who do you think uh, besides Cags, who's going to be pitching tonight? Johnny Holstaff. Okay. Meaning everybody. Everybody <laughs> is is that's what you have to do. Sure. You know, no other okay. game passed tonight. Right. I mean, look, yep. Waldrop's not going to pitch. Sproat's not going to pitch because they pitched the other day. But outside of those two, everybody. Okay, and you think we got enough to hang with Skeens and and pull one out? Sure. I mean, Skeens is not invincible, but when he's on, he's tough. 
he's tough. I mean, you would think you're not going to score a lot of runs if he's pitching well. That's why. But, I mean, look, you know, Bob Gibson had off days. Clayton Kershaw has off days. It's what you do on that day. I got you. Okay. Okay. I appreciate you. Yes, sir, Kevin. Thank you for your uh, call. Thank you for all you do, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Porter got a minute. Go ahead. I'll try and go quickly. First off, the wind was blowing in the bottom half of the innings, too, so it certainly helped. I'm not going to deny that. Sure. Um, quick question. Can, I know, the, following up on the DH, you probably can't because we would have done it, but can you DH for a different position? Could you DH in center and have Michael Robertson there and have, say, Ty Evans batting and have Taglione start and pitch? Understanding when Tags come no. out of the game, the answer's no. he'll go to first. You cannot DH for a different position. I don't okay. think so, I figured, no. I figured we would have done this at some point if you could. Um, I, as far as the announcers, just sync up the radio. I did it yesterday. It worked perfectly. It was so much more enjoyable. Sasser was on, and at one point there was a, he flew out to center field, and, and Sasser says he deserved to fly out. Well, Sass, not Sasser, but go ahead. Just, yeah. He deserved to fly out just for that stash and joke about the mustache, something you don't get on the national feeds. I enjoyed it totally. Skeen's one thing to look for. I noticed in the start the other day, he had 11 pitches over 100 miles an hour through 90-something pitches, as opposed to five days earlier, he had 44 or 46 over 100. So that pitch selection is maybe some, but he did show to me a drop-off in velocity, so we might be able to tell that uh, early on tonight if it's if it's if if he's a little low compared to that. But who knows? I think he's going to start. All right, thank you, safe. Porter. Appreciate your call. Randy says LSU will be definitely be ticked off from yesterday to play our A game. Team with the least errors will win. Skeens will start. Our hot bats will make all the difference. Uh, Drew, uh, Skeens threw 123 pitches on Saturday against Tennessee, 120 with four days rest. If he goes, he'll throw at least 300 pitches in less than 10 days. How often does that happen, even in the big leagues? Not as much as it used to because, again, people don't want their star players to go out with Tommy John or arm injuries. Uh, Jeff says uh, it seemed like the announcers were LSU biased. He gave some examples. What you're not giving me here is because he talked about what they did uh, in the pregame with LSU. When they do a Gator thing and they don't do one for LSU, it's the same thing. Okay. And again, if you don't like that, then put the Gator radio on. That'll be the easiest thing. Uh, And Glenn says Gator fans are thin-skinned. Never seen a fan base who are compelled to complain about a win. Uh, and then, again, Pat says the same thing. Turn it down and uh, turn on the radio broadcast. Once again, we will do this tomorrow and get your thoughts on tonight's game. It should be interesting. Thanks to Elliot for producing. We thank you for listening. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season. And the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. An occasionally snarky, provocative head coach is staring at a far better future than a guy we all love. It is Chuck Olive's show on a Monday. 
Hope you're having a glorious existence. Wherever it is you're listening, nine states, 60 sticks, it is what we do. We talk college football for two hours a day. Been doing it for the past nine years, so I appreciate you having us into your homes. When I say an occasionally snarky head coach, a provocative head coach, we know what is at the root of provocative, right? Provoke. You provoke a response. Now, it can be a snicker. It can be a laugh. It can be you want to charge the guy and punch him. Or, I don't know, if you're Ronda Rousey, maybe you want to charge the girl and punch her. But when I talk about Lane Kiffin being occasionally snarky, follow him on Twitter, man. It may be actually a little more than occasional. And when I say he's provocative, um, Lane, through the, I will say, through the costume of, like, immature accoutrements, such as Twitter emojis. And, by the way, if that's how you are on Twitter, Twitter is an awful place anyway, so you act however you choose there. People get what they get on Twitter. I, I have no uh, sympathy for that. So when I say he puts uh, clown emojis, he puts whatever else, um, yeah, that's jumping into the digital gutter, and then he jumps back out. And he doesn't get mean and nasty and whatever else, but he just makes his kind of funny, snarky, provocative point. And so on Twitter, you get that from Lane Kiffin. Uh, also, you will get occasional statements from Lane Kiffin. You'll get occasional, uh, I'll say, actual acts on a Saturday that are provocative. They provoke a response of some sort. The play sheet or the uh, file folder, throw it in the air. What a clipboard? Play sheet. Uh, those sorts of things. When Matt Corral is just about to let fly from his own 42-yard line and Lane puts the two hands up, eh, touchdown. Uh, he's right a lot of times. Um, and so that's who Lane Kiffin is. And I said that if Lane is occasionally snarky, and he is, and that's great, he's occasionally provocative, and he is, and he punches out of a very legit corner about, I'm at Ole Miss, and here's what somebody else just did, that it's real tough for us to do that. I'm mostly buying players. Um, when I say he's staring at a far better future than a guy we all love, I think we all do love David Cutcliffe. I think that most of us, if we had to take, like, we jumped in the room of truth, we had to take the Scantron test, number two pencil where you're bubbling in the little circle. Um, I think that we would, in the room of truth, what do you think about Lane Kiffin? I, honestly, I don't, we have Brian Haydad on later. Damn, but don't we have Brian Haydad on? That's correct. Yes, we do. Yeah, great. About Mississippi State fans later. 